What has been unexplainable can now be explained. Chris. I'm Chad. And together we're a pair of pair normal of guys. <laughs> you paused. I did not. I started did. like just as soon as you got done, we're uh, and then as soon as you started talking, I'll jump right in. See, there's a lag. You said there's not, but there's a lag. I well, there might be on here, and you've got that crappy internet. It's not my fault. <laughs> I blame AT&T. I got that DSL coming in. Maybe if we uh we become famous influential podcasters one day, AT and T will like upgrade my service. They might just do it for free. Be like we we uh we understand that you're an influencer and we want you to have all the internet bandwidth you can. Just mention that it's provided by AT and T. That's right. And I'll, I'll tell them I'll need at least a terabyte upload speed. That's right. I need stuff that <laughs> counters the uh, Pentagon. That's right. Welcome to uh, Paro News Show Volume 2. Yep, Paro News Stories. Yeah, we need to, do we need to come up with a catchy name or do we just go with Paro News Stories? Did we already have one? Didn't a user submit the name we are going to use? As no, uh, that was uh, Brian. Brian, yes, Brian. He got the shirt for uh, naming the Paro Announcement Board. Yeah, okay, that's right. The short-lived Paro Announcement Board. Yeah. Well, he got a shirt. No, never right. heard again. He got the sparkly disco shirt. <laughs> Probably offended him with the shirt. Sparkles? I don't like sparkles. sparkles. I don't care for sparkles. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe so. Well, what kind of news stories you got, Chris? Well, Chad. Yes. Interesting. You should say something about a news story because I have one right here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, Chad, there's a lot of scary things out there, but one of the creepiest scary things? Uh-huh. Haunted dolls. Oh, yeah. Haunted dolls are scary. Woman videotapes a haunted doll swinging its legs and tapping its feet. Guess when you're a doll, what else are you going to do? That's right. And this one uh, comes to us from Mysterious Universe's Jocelyn LeBlanc. And Hasbro. Kenner. Mattel. The footage that a woman captured of a doll seemingly moving on its own is so terrifying that it should be a scene from a Chucky horror movie. On August 2nd, a woman named Holly Armstrong posted a video to her TikTok account that has since gone viral and users from around the world are completely freaked out by what they watched. Mm -hmm. The video shows the doll sitting on top of a shelf of a closet. While you can't see the doll's face, you can easily see its legs hanging down. She then zooms in closer, and you can see the doll's legs swinging back and forth. 
in addition to tapping its feet together. There is also overlaid text on the video that reads, five seconds before I jetted out of this house and threw a match behind me. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Holly obviously didn't set the house on fire, but she was understandably freaked out by what she had just witnessed. (laughs) And she's not the only one who is freaked out, as numerous users who have seen the video are equally as horrified. One user wrote, I'm terrified. (laughs) While another commented, Nah, bro, that's Chucky. You need to cleanse that room and tell that spirit to go. Nah, bro. Nah. Mm -hmm. You can decide for yourself if the doll is really possessed, as the creepy video can be seen on Holly's TikTok page. If you're one of those kids that knows what TikTok is and does. Holly's hobbies. (laughs) Nice. Holly then posted another video on August 6th after several people voiced concerns for her safety. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. Doll in closet moving around. (laughs) In the video, she explained that she found the doll while she was house sitting. I felt creepy crawlies just being upstairs by myself, she said. Adding, all that happened is I left afterwards and I notified the family. They're going to further investigate it. Exactly. This isn't the only haunted doll that has made the news lately. As back in June, an article about an Ohio man who videotaped dolls moving on their own inside of a glass case was posted. One of the dolls moved forward and almost went face first into the glass while the smaller doll leaned leaned to its left, knocking its feet against the case. (laughs) Sounds like drunk dolls. One doll held the other doll's hair back while it vomited in a tiny doll toilet. <laughs> oh, now, Chad, you, this it's coming right up your alley now. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Another example was a haunted doll from the movie The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part 2. <laughs> okay. The doll was created to portray Edward and Bella's half-human, half-vampire daughter, Whatever its name is, Rinsemi, Rinesemi. Yeah, that's like after you wash your hair with shampoo. You rinse me, and then you uh, repeat. And then there's repeat me. me. (laughs) But the doll was so creepy that it was replaced by a real-life baby instead. Where'd they find a real-life half-vampire, half-human? Probably Alabama. Okay. Not only is the doll super creepy but she changes positions inside of the case where she is kept. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) After a man bought an an antique ventriloquist doll, he noticed that the door to the cabinet would open up where the doll was being kept. He decided to set up a camera, and he captured footage of the door opening, as well as the doll's eyes opening up, (laughs) and its lips separating as if it was trying to talk. He has a lot to say. He's no dummy. But um, one final example was when two paranormal investigators. Oh, you scared Gizzy with your paranormal doll story. One final example was when two paranormal investigators took a selfie photo with a 116 year old haunted doll and it blinked. What's even more terrifying is that the blinking doll had no eyes, eyelids or eyelashes. Uh, so what did it blink with? I I don't know. 
Another creepy fact was that the location in which the photo was taken with the haunted doll is nicknamed the Village of the Damned. Coincidence? <laughs> it was a 182 situation. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. How if it doesn't have eyes, eyelids, or eyelashes, how how's it blinking? How do you know it's blinking? <laughs> hey, blinking? Hey, blinking? No, I don't know. So there you go, Chad. Uh Wow. Adding to Annabelle and what's the little what's the little guy in the sailor suit? Oh, uh, Robert. Robert, Robert yeah. yeah, Robert and Charles Ray, Dimbala. haunted dolls. Mm-hmm. They're creepy. I mean, I don't want one. No, just like having a tiny little person running around your house with <laughs> picking up knives. I want that crap. I've got a couple of those. Yeah, I know. Um, seen him do it yeah i wonder i wonder where they learned to carry a knife like a serial killer you say that i never did it i don't know what you're talking about and teach him didn't teach him freaking psycho scream shower knife wielding skills i didn't do it all i know is it's really odd that she never carried a knife like that before and then you watched myra once when she was like four Uh And then all of a sudden, that's how she carries a knife. <laughs> we watched Anna Jones. We had a treat. She fell asleep on me. I don't. I didn't teach her anything. I don't know. Maybe she learned it from them from watching uh, Indiana Jones. Beats me. Sure, cut out people's hearts. Well, I got a story that you might enjoy. You like oh, meat, do, right? Do tell. Yes. Do you love, do you love meat? I do, well, I do this love story meat. comes from uh, Brent Swanser, and it's also from Mysterious Universe. And it's about Mysterious Great Meat Shower of Kentucky. The hell you say? Right. Throughout history, Chris, there have been numerous reports of strange things falling from the sky. Frogs, jellies, black goop, fish, even worms have come down from time to time, among others. It's a topic frequently discussed in the world of the paranormal. On some occasions, these mysterious rains are truly bizarre, and the things that they disgorge from the heavens. And one of these must certainly be the time uh, and era of Kentucky experience of an intense rain of pieces of, you guessed it, meat. <laughs> nice. March 3rd, 3rd of 1876. 1876. <laughs> yeah. Started like any other day in the rural area of Bath County, Kentucky. In the United States, of course, because it's Kentucky, they had to add that in. People got up and went about their business, and in the tiny town of Rankin, not to be confused with Rankin Bass, a woman known only as Mrs. Crouch was out on her porch making a batch of soap, you know, like they used to back in the olden days, just buying her own business at around 11 a.m. when something plopped down nearby, and it wasn't a near-de-well. It was, uh, it was a splat. And then it startled the woman. She approached what looked like to be a blob on the ground, even as others continued to smack down from above, slapping the ground with increased frequency. And on a closer inspection, she could see that these were, in fact, prime pieces of sirloin. Now just meat, measuring an average of about two by two inches, but with some that were larger. For the next several minutes, the meat pelted down until the yard was littered with enough meat to, according to her, fill a horse wagon. Wow. This is why you don't explode whales above towns in Kentucky. 
Exactly. Uh, it was all very perplexing since it was described as a clear and sunny day, not a cloud in the sky. And when Mrs. Crouch looked up, she could see no place from which all that meat could have possibly dropped from. It soon became apparent that the meat had fallen all over the area, covering an expanse measuring 100 by 50 yards wide, all over roofs, the road, and even stuck in fences. The long day, Mrs. Crouch and her husband ha had a uh, Mr. Garrison Gill come out to investigate the scene, and although the meat was now dried up and slightly spoiled, but still uh, made good jerky, he surmised that it was beef. He said, that's what we're going to have for dinner. And displayed signs that it had been dropped from a considerable height. Other curiosity seekers visited the Crouch Farm, and the two men actually tasted the meat to come to the conclusion <laughs> it was either mutton or venison. Although yet another taster said it was probably bear meat, because, you know, spilling bears is a thing, too. It's probably care bears. Um, yet another person who tasted it, a local butcher, claimed it tasted neither like flesh fish or fowl why was everyone eating it who knows but no one could come to a conclusion as to what it tasted like usually it's chicken the strange story was soon being covered in publications such as the new york times and scientific american and in addition to the media circus it also attracted some scientific interest a sample of meat was sent to the newark scientific association where it was oddly determined to have come from either a horse or a human infant Oh Wait, what? It says in the story. It would soon become clear that no one could really agree on what the meat actually was. But it was clear, Chris, that the disparate pieces had come from various parts of the body, including the lungs, muscles, and cartilage. One researcher by the name of Leopold Brandes didn't even think it was meat at all, but rather a type of cyanobacteria called Nostoc which he surmises has expanded into a clear or flesh-colored jelly-like mass resembling meat when it came into contact with rain. The problem is that there was no rain reported in the area for the time, and in fact, it was reiterated again and again it had been a clear, sunny day. Uh, whatever the meat was, perhaps more question was, where, did the, where in the world had it come from? The sky had been clear, there had been no rain reported, so... It was uh, it had fallen some distance, and that the Crouches likely did not put it all there themselves. So what was the origin of this mystery meat shower? One idea was that some sort of whirlwind had picked up the meat from somewhere else and deposited it there. There was also the notion that it actually uh, it was up in the upper atmosphere and had been knocked down by a meteor. A bizarre theory explained by a New York Times writer by the name of William Livingston Aiden thusly said, according to present theory of astronomers, enormous belt of meteoric stones consistently revolve around the sun. When the earth comes into contact with this belt, she is soundly pelted. Similarly, we may suppose that there revolves around the sun a belt of venison, mutton, and other meats divided into small fragments, which are precipitated upon the earth whenever the latter crosses their path. Of course, now we all know that this would be impossible, but at the time it was as good a guess as any. Yet another theory that made the rounds was that the meat was actually vomited up by a flock of passing vultures. Wow. The idea here is that the vultures have the disconcerting habit of vomiting up meat as a way to lighten their load, much like Astro Train, when trying to make an escape or when threatened. 
and that if one vulture did this, the others might follow suit because it's nasty, made them thick. To create the rain, the problem here is that not only would it have taken a huge number of vultures to produce the sheer amount of meat that was found, Mrs. Crouch insisted that there was nothing up in the sky when the meat was actually falling. Whirlwinds? UFOs? Vomiting vultures? What was going on here? Whatever the case may be, the great Kentucky meat shower has never been fully explained to everyone's liking, and it is a weird little mystery. So there you go, Chris. If only there was like a preserved sample. There is. There is There's an example jar that they picture here in the story that says, and it's an old jar with a cork stuck in it, and it says a sample of the meat shower. So somewhere, probably there in Newark, there's a preserved meat chunk in a jar. <laughs> T-Rex DNA all over it. So I, I have two questions, Chad. Yeah, shoot. One, uh-huh. what What do you think it was? Um, I have no idea. Meat okay. in the air. I mean, that was a lot of meat. You're thinking back in the 1800s, you're not going to like try to pull a hoax to get YouTube likes, you know, just from like, look at all this meat that fell in our yard. I don't know where it came from. Get the horse wagons worth back at that time. You figured they'd be selling stew, which brings me to uh, question. Number two, mm-hmm. that happens to you. You're out there, you know, gardening, whatever you like to do in the backyard. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden you get a shower of hunks of meat coming down. Yes. Do you eat it? Hell no. You don't eat that stuff. I mean, you not even thawed out chicken in the fridge for more than three days will make you die. Not even like a taste? Uh-uh. Not even a taste! What if it, what if you, like it gave you superpowers? Well, I mean, if well, the dogs had eaten it and the dogs flying around the yard, maybe. <laughs> Just maybe at that point? Uh, yeah. Flying power meat chugs by Jack Links. Would, would, it, be, would it be worth it to eat unknown sourced meat that may or may not be half rotten to like get the ability to fly. I don't know. Look at all the Kroger recalls. <laughs> I, I don't know if it'd be worth it or not. I mean like fly of your own volition, not like uh flying from the uh, poop stream that's coming out your butt. Cause you got E. Coli or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. If, if it's a permanent power, you know, why not? But if you got to yeah. keep eating the nasty meat chunks and no, it's, it's not worth it. Right. Just let them go back to the earth. From whence they came. From whence they came. Return <laughs> from whence else came. Nice. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Meat showers. Meat shower. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen that video about that. Yep. Win Dixie, the meat shower people. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Nasty. It's got. That's got a like. It's got to start smelling. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you know, it does. We put some chicken that we had thought out and didn't eat in time and garbage can after a couple of days. Gosh, that stuff gag a billy goat. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you know me. There's not a lot that, like, makes me queasy, gets to me or anything like that. Not really much mm-hmm. of anything. This one time, probably, this has been five or six years ago. Thanksgiving. We had the turkey. It was roasted in the big roaster pan. Uh-huh. Well, and I don't know how this happened. Can't explain it to you. But after Thanksgiving dinner, we we're cleaning up and everything. And we had the roasting pan sitting over on the counter. We'd put the lid on it. Well, for some weird quirk of 
nature, we we just Sarah and I both just left it there Ooh. for about three days. Neither one thinking about it, anything. It just kind of sat there. We, I think what it was, we both assumed that one or the other had cleaned it and just set it over there before we put it back down in the cabinet. Uh-huh. Well, I had got to be the uh, fortunate person that opened the lid on that. Oh, no. And I tell you, Chad, it was all I could do to not throw up. That was... That's the only thing I have ever been around in my life that gave me that I think I may throw up feeling. Oh, yeah. There's there's two things that once they get past that really good rants point are poultry and milk. Oh. Oh, you get a milk container and you just, like, don't really look at it and you think, oh, maybe it's still okay. And you open it up and it's already starting to get cottage cheese consistency. That stuff just smells like straight-up liquefied shit. Did I... <laughs> Did I did I ever tell you my uh, spoiled milk story? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, this was back when Sarah was in vet school. We uh-huh. lived up in Lafayette. And Sarah hates this thing, but I don't do it as much anymore, that I'm a known offender of drinking milk out of the carton. Ew, and I'd occasionally just, you know, grab the old milk jug out of the carton or out of the fridge, open it up, take a swig, put it back. So at the time we would only ever buy half gallons of milk. So uh-huh. one day I go in there and we, cause we didn't use a lot of milk. So one day I opened that door. I opened that thing, took a big drink. I could not get it out of my mouth fast enough. <laughs> it had, I mean, it was, it was cottage cheese in a jug. It was ripe. It was, oh, it was, it was got awful horrible. And that's, uh-huh. that's a taste that sticks with you for a while. Yeah, that's probably the closest you've ever come to eating a straight-up turd. Probably, probably so. <laughs> Nasty, sir. So there's my uh, horrible food incidents. <laughs> well, you'll, at least we know you'll probably come closer to tasting meat shower meat than me. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, so there you go. Everybody, go over to paronormalguys.com. That's paronormalguys with an O. Yes. <laughs> normal guys. No, no, I was just waiting for you to get done. Uh, everything has been updated over there. It's a nice, new, fresh, clean, streamlined look. Give it a give it a look. Mm-hmm. You can go find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just look for Paro Normal Guys. Word. Thanks, Giz. Gizzy got excited about Gizzy it. Gizzy goes and looks. Yeah, she checks it out. And if you are on our Facebook page, go on over to Mr. William Blanchard's Facebook page. Uh, he supplies the music we use on Pair O Normal Guys. It's a musical genius. And you can also find his music on uh, WilliamBlanchardMusic.com. You can uh, buy some of the tunes, including the two that we use for the songs for Pair O Normal Guys. Mm-hmm. You should get those. Put them on your you phone. Should. Use them as a ringtone. That's right. Oh, and uh, Chad, I'm trying to throw this out there more often now, just for you. Yes. If you have any interesting things you'd like to share with us, a story, an observation, tell us if the show is awesome, or you can tell us if it's not awesome for that fact. Mm-hmm. Give us a call on the old Pong hotline at 502-230-7656. Yep. Standard rates may apply. We'll keep the lights on for you. We will. All right, Chad. So have a paranormal week. Hey, 
lemon fresh scent. 